Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, dropshipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. G'day, g'day everybody and welcome back to the first show for 2021. Uh, today's guest is a good friend of mine now, Lynn, who's one of my coaching students who I've had the privilege to work with over the last year or so. Now, I reckon Lynn has all the qualities that you need to be a successful seller on Amazon. She's got tenacity, persistence, an ability to overcome obstacles, and an attention to detail, especially when it comes to customer experience and branding. Now she's sitting at around $70,000 a month in revenue, enjoying really good margins, and is expanding her product range to around 12 SKUs in the coming months. She has an amazing knack as well of finding niches and great products to sell with low competition, you know, kind of medium demand but with great profitability, which has enabled her to really grow her business and reinvest those profits. Uh, the Instagram marketing that she uses to build a following, launch her products, and also get reviews alone is pure gold and definitely worth tuning in for. I know that you're going to love this chat with Lynn. Don't forget to please join my Facebook group over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash Facebook. And also don't forget that I'm offering private coaching again this year in 2021. I've just started it up again. So please head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Chris to book an hour session with me and to make sure that you're heading in the right direction when it comes to selling on Amazon. Uh, Enjoy today's episode with Lynn. brand spanking new episode of the Australian Seller Podcast and today I am totally, totally thrilled to welcome one of my students who I've been helping to coach for the last year or so. Lynn, thank you very much for coming on the show. Can you give us a bit of your background and tell us how you got into Amazon? Yes, I'm so excited (laughs) now I can't stop smiling. So how I got into Amazon is, um, uh, so I tell you what I did before and what happened and what went wrong and why Amazon actually popped up. So I'm from Sweden. I'm a former restaurateur. I sold the business in Sweden in 2008 and moved to Australia. Mm-hmm. I got into real estate. I worked for uh, as a buyer for Scandinavian brands here, buying from Scandinavia, selling in Australia, um, and I was a bit lost. Then I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> opened up a um, another hospitality business and that didn't go very well uh, and I had financial struggles and one mm. day <laughs> I literally got a call this is probably like a year and a half ago mm-hmm. uh, I got a call from my best friend that said I want to talk to you I think you and I should um, Get into Amazon. Is this Alex? Yes. Nice. <laughs> and then and then I said, I don't know what it is because I had ordered from Amazon once in my life and it was a book. And um, but I was desperate. <laughs> you know this a little bit. I was yes. I was a, I was a bit desperate and um, yeah, just got on with it. <clears throat> That's brilliant. So. So you've been selling there for, it must be now, it's been about a year, hasn't it? I think it's, maybe uh, just a little bit over. No, it's a little bit under. So I think it's been a year oh. in about uh, two weeks. So it's almost our anniversary today. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. What, what categories are you selling your products in? 
the first product was baby mm -hmm. uh, second product uh, baby and third product uh, is toys mm -hmm. and uh, the upcoming products you know will be in those categories as well but it looks like it's also more going in towards like a lifestyle concept, if that makes sense. It does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just sort of open up. You've, you've also picked like two categories that are notorious for compliance and regulation on Amazon as well. So, mm. and I think maybe we can touch on that a little bit later. Mm. Um, so, baby and toys. What's your revenue sort of looking like at the moment too? It's looking revenue is looking great. <laughs> After, after almost 12 months, um, I can give you some figures because this is, I find this, like you hear stuff and you don't know if it's possible. Like sure. you actually have no idea if it's possible or not. And today we're up at 175K. Wow. Um, and that is literally, I would say, on a skew and a half type mm -hmm. of thing. And also I've been out of stock most of the time. So I think we are actually talking seven months, to be frank. Yeah, oh, that's seven months of sales, not seven months out of stock. Seven months uh, of sales, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you're sourcing from Vietnam and to yeah. some extent China as well, aren't you? Because I think you might be the first guest that I've ever had that sources from Vietnam. Oh. What, what's that experience been like? Like how did you end up in Vietnam or sourcing from there? Well... I had a um, the product that I found that I wanted to do was very much leaning towards Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, it just totally made sense to go there. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm so like I, I now I just feel like Vietnam is the one and only country. <laughs> like I feel more comfortable sourcing there than elsewhere but um i think i just uh, i'm at the i try to cr do products and kind of stay within the supplier that i'm with at the moment mm -hmm. so i really try to source new products and really try to stay within vietnam so as mm -hmm. we said i did have to go to china to find certain bits and pieces to go with my product and that had to be done very urgently. So in Vietnam, mm -hmm. they take a very long time. Uh, mm -hmm. In my experience anyway, <laughs> it takes a very long time because they're actually quite busy. Um, mm -hmm. So I um, uh, went to China because it was just the fastest option. I just did it like within a like overnight type of thing, just <laughs> found someone in China and just said, can you, can you do this? Um, and can you send this into Vietnam for me? And they did. Uh, but I'm now trying to, I've had some issues. I think I told you one of them. I think um, I sold, uh, I sent a part of container uh, from China to Vietnam and um, it got stuck. The container was full of drugs. <laughs> and it was, oh, yeah. it was probably um, uh, clever to try to put those uh, drugs within my uh, baby products. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to um, manufacture all bits and pieces actually in Vietnam. Yeah. And the reason is that it is actually better for cash flow as well instead of having that second supplier and you have to pay them much earlier than they're going to have to send it. There is mm. so much going on with shipments, delays, 
you know, just yep. anything yep. can just ruin things really of your whole production chain. So I rather maybe I'm at the stage where I rather pay a little bit more and mm. make sure that I can do it from one place. That's right. Mm. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense as well because because your product, I suppose, is like a bundle in a sense, isn't it? And I mean, yeah. but there are also parts that you've had manufactured in China that have been made specifically for yeah the other part of the product. It's kind of hard to explain without giving away what's going on here. But um, how did you actually come up with that idea? Like, what was your sort of research around that? I know that you did Sophie Howard's course, I think, with yeah. Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did. (laughs) How did you you stumble across? How did you stumble across all that? This idea. I did, Sophie, and she very much teaches to go for um, very low low, uh, competition products, Mm -hmm. but not as low as I ended up going for at all. Actually, um, I didn't couldn't find any products at all. What she was um, practicing, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, but then. I think I had maybe four shortlisted products mm-hmm. and that's when I ran them past you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I remember that conversation as yesterday because I think mm. we ran past a few products and then the one um, I ended up going was at the very end and mm-hmm. it just made sense. I, oh, wasn't, I, was I, I wasn't so sure at that stage that it was, but uh, <laughs> you you were more excited than me, I think. I was, yeah. I was totally like, that is absolute gold right there. Yep, you're onto something. Yep. I mean, it's definitely a very complex, like it's definitely a product that comes with a lot of issues, like it it is. Mm. But um, Well, it's also quite a big product too. So, you know, it requires... Um, yeah. container loads of the things to, to head over to the US. So. Yeah, so very quickly, that's the thing, like very quickly from yeah. doing like a small test order of uh, I think I did 200 units, that's right. uh, very, very quickly we're now down to doing 40-foot uh, containers. Yeah, the really big ones. Yeah, and that is scary. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of cash tied up on a boat. Yeah, it is. It is. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, good luck too with the um, getting everything made out of Vietnam. I think that's a really good idea, and, it, and and I don't think there's anything that the Vietnamese couldn't do for your product that the Chinese can. You know, if you know what I mean. So, I mean, end of the day, it's just that in Vietnam they might have to source material mm. from China and um, then do the production in Vietnam yeah. type of thing, put it together. But I'm still uh, talking to – I still have other product ideas now that come up from being in, to- in contact with China. So other product, uh-huh. product ideas that I'm looking at doing in China and send them straight from China into the US mm. as well. So, yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Good stuff because, um, I mean, you know, when you source out of India as well, there's a lot of uh, materials and things that you might get things made in India and a lot of, you know, materials like polyester or, I don't know, all sorts of materials need to be shipped or imported from China in order for the manufacturers in India to be able to, you know, yeah. add them or, or manufacture them with your product or whatever you're doing. So it's not unusual. Mm. Um, so we're doing containers. What, what, are, what are the sort of logistical headaches that you might have experienced so far? Because have you had any? I mean, apart from the fact that you you had a container that was part of a drug bust yeah. at the border, <laughs> that, um, that, that's that one was delayed for months. 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, the my factory in China then ended up do actually sending new stock, and then eventually, I think almost two and a half months later, the the products did get released. So they did turn up uh, <laughs> eventually. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we tried everything. We tried to. Um, buy ourselves out of the whole thing and we offered them money. we tried everything to get <laughs> yeah it's pretty nasty but um yeah i love your hustle lean i do and i yeah. think it's amazing as well that you've you know because right now i know that your revenue is really going well and the yeah. fact that you've turned over one hundred seventy-five thousand bucks us in your first year which is getting close to a quarter of a million australian dollars yeah um and you're only been trading for virtually seven months out of 12. So that's five months without, you know, out of stock. I think yeah. And I think the interesting thing is to see what happens because uh, what it looks like during the months when you've had more SKUs, mm. that is what really is interesting right now to actually go and say, like, because first the product is new and it takes time. Like it actually takes time. I remember you said in the beginning um, if you said to Alex, if you or if you said it to myself, you said, "Look, it takes time." And then you said <laughs> your words. You said, "Next year, this time you'll be laughing." Yeah, this time next year. And we yeah, would talk but... about that comment, and we we're like, "I mean, what, what did what, like really?" Um, <laughs> but uh, I am <laughs> no. In a way, like it's it's yeah. it's, it's just yeah. It's just a different kind of stress, yeah, really. Just yeah, yeah trying but it to... takes time to get. I mean, it takes time to get the listing up to just yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, I think what was really good too, just to Sophie Howard's point, like when you've got a low, very low competition kind of keyword with very few products um, to yeah. rank those products and to launch those products, you actually don't really need to do very much. Amazon, it's, it's kind of like um, the Helium 10 Project X with, you know, a good friend of mine, um, Tim Jordan and, and Bradley Sutton, mm. uh, you know, when they did the coffin shelf. And so they found that there was this search term or this this product that, you know, was being searched for quite a bit. It was like about 3,000 times a month on Amazon according to Helium 10. Mm. But there was really only six products on page one that were actually a coffin shelf, which is yeah. a really weird product. And, you know, so when they launched theirs, they were basically – just bang straight in onto page one already you know getting visits to their listing and sales just naturally came from that so yeah you know, run, a, run a bit of really cheap ppc because you're not competing against anybody yeah on those sort of niches and so you know you i i just finished watching the project x you know case studies mm. uh, and when you came along i was like oh this is a coffin shelf like this is one of those classic absolute cracker you know niche products and there are so many small niches um that you can completely dominate um still to be found on amazon don't people worry about that yeah i think that uh, the second product that i did which was in toys uh then i don't think i discussed anything with you <laughs> and i just went for it, yeah, went and for it yeah. i was very unsure about the whole thing it was just mm -hmm. i just wanted to test it and it just shows that if you go out and do something very, very, very different than mm -hmm. what anyone else is doing, um, and if it is very, very nice and very, very premium, <laughs> um, yeah. you can actually go out and you can charge a premium price. And That's right. Yeah. 
And because your products are quite expensive, like, you know, we're talking like 125 bucks. They're even uh, more expensive now because the yeah. whole issue that we are facing, and I think everyone is facing, facing the issue with the freight and delays and products moving from A to B means that I've just kind of realized that instead of trying to sit at the top and just be in that war zone mm-hmm. at all times, if you know what I'm saying, like trying to really knock everyone else out, sometimes it's better to take a step back and charge that premium price to make sure that you sit at a very good and solid profit margin yeah. and then you will stay in stock longer. <laughs> um, That's true. So uh, that is where I am right now because it's all a learning curve. And um, a couple of months ago, it was more of like trying every day to get as many units to walk out the door at the same That's- day. But now I'm just looking at it very different and just just trying to keep up, not to come into the position to be out of stock because that's not fun. (laughs) No, it's not. It's not fun at all. Um, And and also in your case, you know, you've you've been able to sort of build up a war chest of reviews. You know, we we ran with the early review program for you and, you know, some some other little tactics that we employed there. And, you know, over time... The listings have really matured, and but while that's been happening, of course, other competitors have come into the market. I, I remember there was probably what five, I think, maybe six when you first started. So you were just straight on page one. Yeah. Today, page one is starting to look a little bit more saturated. I wouldn't call it saturated, but certainly, uh, you know, it's filling up as people discover this little niche that you're in. It's definitely so, filling up, and yeah. everyone um, there is actually doing quite a good job. Yeah. As well, so um, mm. they sure are. Um, did you get hit by inventory restrictions, like the 200 limits or anything like that for your stuff? Or are you able to- I did, but I don't have that pro. I mean, I did for, of course, the new product. Mm. Yes, have to think there. Uh, the In toys, yeah. that was, yeah, COVID. That was a 200 limit restriction. But now really, it doesn't really matter anymore because having the problem of having to do 40-foot containers, which makes more sense to me, like I wish Mm. I would have had someone to talk to about this and I kind of didn't. So I've just tried to work out my own way of doing it. If I would have known, it's definitely better to try to do the 40-foot containers because the difference between a 20-foot and a 40-foot is very little. So you kind of have to force yourself into doing them. Um, and then when you do the 40-foot containers, you have to send them in to a 3PL. There yeah. is no discussion. So there is, it's a, a, when they're in a 3PL, the restrictions doesn't matter anymore. No, it doesn't. Yeah, that's right. It, it, yeah. it's, it's, it just doesn't matter. So that's, I don't even hardly know anymore. It's not a problem uh, mm. because you just have to get them in. Well, that's right. And then a 3PL can just drip feed them in. Yeah, yeah or they can do they can do as much stock as they possibly can, but uh, yeah, there is still the restrictions on the new products. And then you've also got a website too that you built last year in Shopify, didn't you? Uh, yeah, and I did that because I was a little bit confused, <laughs> and oh. I thought that you know you have you do Amazon and then do Shopify and do everything, mm-hmm. and then I realize that I am at the point where I can't do everything and I should probably focus more on doing Amazon 
So instead of doing Shopify and trying to drive any traffic onto the Shopify, it's very clear when you get onto that website um, that you have a buy on Amazon button on there. So, yeah. And also they can buy it on the website, and they do. Oh, they do. <laughs> they do. Still. <laughs> Still. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if I am out of stock, which I am quite often. I can do mm-hmm. pre-orders, which yeah, I that's good. fantastic. Um, mm. So I can do pre-orders and some people buy there. I don't know why. They seem to just, maybe they just don't want to go to Amazon and they mm-hmm. rather pay the extra freight. Mm-hmm. Or it can be that I can be in the middle of having stock sent between a three, my 3PL and, the, and Amazon. Then it's mm-hmm. also really good to have people to have the... Uh, the opportunity to actually buy the product straight away. Like they want it there and now. They're sitting there. It's nighttime. They're sitting with their computer. They want to buy it, you mm. know, and then they just go and buy it off the website. But the website mm. is mainly now, it's just used to be, the thoughts around it is just to use it as a platform. Amazon is quite ugly, in my opinion. Like it's not very mm. posh. It's not very a luxurious place to be shopping. You know, no. it, it, it's not. So if you can use uh, Shopify in between, I mean, mainly where the traffic is coming from actually is uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. They will go from Instagram, they will go to Shopify and want to make a purchase. So when they then come to the Shopify, they will just get a very luxe feeling. Experience, yeah. Uh, of the brand. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to tell them, there and then that this is what they want. Let's let's talk about Instagram as a marketing channel or as a promotional channel, maybe even as a, as a sales generating channel. That was something that you were doing quite early on, wasn't it? To Once you had product, you started taking photos of it, really beautiful yeah. photos I might add, and um, product photography just looks amazing. And, uh, yeah, yeah. That, and you've managed to accumulate quite a good following on Instagram. Yeah. It, uh, tell us about that. Um, I think I started super early with Instagram and I think Mm -hmm. this is probably going to sound weird to some people, but I think if you go all in, like I know from day one that I was going to go all in. There was no Mm -hmm. discussions in my head about not going all in. I just knew because the thing is when I told you about my background and what I've been doing in the past Mm. is that uh, since 2008 when I actually moved from Sweden to here, I actually felt quite lost. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually felt like I didn't know what I kind of was meant to be doing. I used to do fine dining in Sweden. And this mm-hmm. is so nice because when Amazon got in front of me, I kind of look at it like this. I actually have, like I was very competitive in hospitality and I wanted to be really, really good in Sweden and I really wanted to be, you know, in the top. And now I'm just trying to do fine dining on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm just trying to do the whole experience. I want to give them everything and a bit more. Yeah. Um, on the Amazon platform, so that's what it comes to in a way. Um, sure. And then, but the the Instagram. I just want to circle back on Instagram yeah. again. Sorry. Um, just you know, how does how did you get all the followers on Instagram? Is it just a simple matter? Because I don't know much about it. Because I'm like fifty something um, years old. Yeah. So um, the thing was, what I was gonna say. It's so good that you get me on track because you know I just get off track all the time. 
is that I um, I created an Instagram because I know that it's a good platform because I actually do look for a lot of products myself on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I connected with my brand myself. Mm -hmm. It sounds weird. This is what's going to sound weird. So I used it almost just uh, playing around with it in the very beginning. When I set it up, I would just, I didn't have any product photos when I set it up because I didn't have anything. I was just planning ahead. So I set something up and I just would uh, kind of take other people's photos, which some people are really happy about, and Mm -hmm. use them and just started to connect with that audience that would later be buying my product. Mm -hmm. And then I used Instagram to find women that mm-hmm. I could, could use as kind of a reviewer crew. So mm-hmm. I would get lots of Instagram content. I would get them to share the content to build my audience. And I would also be able to get these women to go in and um, help me to rank on Amazon. <laughs> That's right, with some sales. With with uh, some sales and some really good reviews as well. Yeah, that's right. And when yeah. I say good reviews, I mean, you know, photos and maybe video content and stuff mm. like that. So it's, it's um, these people are never, I mean, they're kind of never disappearing because if you, if I would only do baby, maybe, you know, they wouldn't have any more babies. But then there is also toys or there is also lifestyle products. So these people are super important because they are my friends. Like we know each other now. So um, I can reach out to them about a new product. Um, That's right. That they might be interested in. And it, it, I do via Pinterest, uh, via Instagram, I do get mm. a lot of requests from people that are influencers and uh, sometimes, yes, you do have to give products a- away, but I think you come to a point where uh, you don't have to anymore. And now I kind of do my own reviewer program and they're, um, and I speak very openly about it and they buy products at a discount. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, that's just the importance of having, having your own audience or generating your own audience and, um, yeah. and really being authentic and connecting with those people. And yeah. that, that really you know, that was, that's something that no student of mine has ever done and I've certainly never done it really to that extent, to the way that you did it. I learned a lot from you and the way that you're able to build that audience and then also by extension be able to sort of begin to generate sales and excitement around the products together with, you know, finally the reviews that came in, which were just first class or just glowing because the product is such a great product. Yeah. But so, yeah, also, it's just a really good Yeah, and all strategy. I have to say is that what you can do is that these people that are becoming your friends and they really like your brand, you can actually reach out to them and ask for, you know, advice or what they think, A or B or <laughs> A, B or C. Yeah. Uh, so they're super important people and around – that there is also then um, creating, which also has to do then with a website, to -hmm. creating um, a community of people where you can email them such as, because it gets a bit time-consuming 
to have a lot of personal conversations mm. uh, on Instagram, although it, when you do that, it kind of really, really works. And what happens is that <laughs> when you have the Instagram in place, and this is what I actually find amazing, mm. is that people do post a lot of content, like normal people that has bought your product, post a lot of content of your product. Then I can actually start a conversation with them and say, hi, thank you so much for, you know, mm. showing that cute photo of how you use the product. And they say, oh, of course, like we love it. And then I wait <laughs> for a few days mm -hmm. and then um, maybe a week, not too soon. And then I reach out again and I say, hey, I just, you know, and I always often um, sign off with my name when I talk to people as well so they know who I am. <laughs> yeah. And then I actually ask them and I just say, would you mind leaving me a review? Yeah. And of course, 99% is going to say yes. That's right. Yeah. And that's very nice of them. Yeah. I think, look, I just love the hustle. I do. I love, I love the way that you operate. Yeah. I've learned a lot from you, I can tell you. Um, all right. That's, that's awesome. Let's, uh, let's, let's move on from Instagram because I think there's some great tips in there for our listeners. Um. Some of the other challenges that you've faced, though, like cash flows obviously uh, has been a bit of a challenge for you with quite large sums of money going out while you're waiting for things to be manufactured and shipped mm. into Amazon or a 3PL. Mm. Um, how are you sort of managing that or is it getting worse or easier as you go along? Or You meant to tell me what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think I thought it would be much easier by now. Mm. Uh, I think, you know, I'm just going to get to the point. I had a, I don't know, I don't remember the day. I think it was before Christmas. I had a goal of doing 100K. And mm -hmm. I thought when I did 100K, things would just change. I thought, wow, <laughs> when, when you do that much money, you know, like that's just going to change. And just mm -hmm. in, so that was before Christmas, mm -hmm. just before Christmas. So this is how quickly things has gone, having stock, mm -hmm having two SKUs in stock and we're at 175 and it's the end of January. So yeah, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're actually pushing towards six figures a month. <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> Look, I, cash flow is a problem and mm. the, the, the whole thing is a problem because, you know, you can use tools to do also like I mean stock management and cash flow it's like it all comes together and you can use tools and you can try to work out what you're going to do right mm -hmm. <laughs> I think you and I discussed this a couple of weeks we ago we did yeah we did but then on the other hand you still got to I think follow your instincts I, I do when you this new and it's it's so many things that can happen Someone can come up tomorrow and knock you out. I can get uh, anything can happen on Amazon overnight. Like, you know, I was mm. suspended, like blocked. My listing was blocked <laughs> two weeks ago. Um, anything can happen. <sighs> Cash flow mm. and and um, stock management. And yeah. I, I don't I don't have I'm still searching for answers. All I know is that I um, I need to just keep placing those orders that's it so yeah, yeah. and the more excuse you do the 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 the, the 
the more money you're going to need. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's just the way it is. So I don't really, I'm at the point where maybe in a year's time I have worked something better out. But for now, I just keep going. So you're plowing all of your um, capital and income straight back into new products and ordering exist, re- reordering existing ones, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen 50 cents. Taking, I haven't seen yeah. 50 cents. And uh, I think um, I don't want to see 50 cents, to be honest. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to see a dollar. I'm happy not uh, seeing anything at all. Just um, keep going and I... I Kind of know where I want to go, and I think the we ha- the uh, thinking now we're getting lost. Mm. It's uh, so in February mm-hmm. it will be five SKUs mm-hmm. in total that will be live if no drama happens because you know with uh, <laughs> compliance issues and stuff. But there will mm-hmm. be five SKUs live on Amazon. And the next uh, thing after that will be to, as quickly as possible, get up to 12. Right. <laughs> you have that product pipeline all sorted out it's because, at this stage. You've got, you you've got a pretty good idea of what you're going to be doing for the, for the next sort of six or seven products that you need to. Yeah, I have five more. Mm. So we will have five in Feb and then there is another five that's currently trying to sort out the samples and everything Yeah. Um, for and it's, uh, you know, I do listen a lot to um, Sophie Howard, yeah. what she has to say. I, I do love her. And she I, probably in some video or something uh, said that 12 is the magic number. I'm just kind of trying. I'm not a person that like to take orders. But with this, if I mean, if you tell me to do something, Chris, you know I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> like if someone says yeah. I should do something and they know what they're doing, i just not going to, uh, you know, I'm just going to do what they're mm. doing. If they say I should do something, then I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think Sophie was very kind to you as well and actually gave you sort of an hour of her quite busy time, didn't she, last year, I think, wasn't it? This you? might be a secret. I don't know. Uh, oh, right. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> but you managed, to, you managed to sort of break through the, through the barriers and the, and the gatekeepers to, to be able to have a, sort of a one-on-one sort of session with her and <sighs> – and uh, I thought that was really good of her to do that for you. I thought that was very kind. Oh, yeah. but I mean, you know, everyone is good. When you, I think it's just like you want to surround yourself with the right people. Mm. Uh, if I could, don't tell any of my friends, but if I could spend all of my spare time at the moment just talking to people about Amazon, I would. Mm. Right now, like that's what I would do. <laughs> Even better yep. if we could go out and have a drink and talk about Amazon over a drink. I mean, seriously, because it's just, yeah. It, yeah, it just becomes an all-consuming thing when things are going really well. Yeah, and even, <laughs> uh, even in uh, like uh, groups, if someone starts having a conversation with you, I have been talking to other people as well. So, yeah, I just think it's great. I, it's I, I just want to talk about Amazon all the time. <laughs> So, so um, that's right. You, yeah. can, you can pick up the you can pick up the you got my number now. You can pick up the phone anytime you like. And the yeah. other, um, I was actually just sort of circling back on your inventory, um, cash flow management stuff. I had a really good conversation last year on I think it was episode 100 actually, the the magical yeah. three figures with Matt Hodge, who yeah. has a really cool bit of software that I think is soon coming out of beta. It may in fact already be out of beta testing, which was called Restock Revolution. Yeah. And, uh, and he showed that to me. It is really, really clever. Yeah. It's really clever in terms of forecasting 
and and everything else. And also yeah. taking into account all of the things that Amazon's thrown up recently, you know, these inventory restrictions, which I believe are being lifted sometime in Feb, according oh. to the rumours, okay. I think. So hopefully things are starting to get back to normal-ish, mm, maybe. Mm, we'll see. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's really, really cool. No, but that, that's what I need to do. I need to look into something like that and um, um, also because you can't – you just need to get the right tools. Um, and also um, what I'm thinking of a lot is the uh, profit-first strategy as well. Mm. Mm. Uh, just to, yeah. Well, you, you read that book recently. You were talking to me about it last week. Give us a bit of a recap on it. I, I'm, I'm aware of that book and I kind of understand its principles, but I think for the listeners maybe it's worth covering that. No, actually, I'm so not profit first right now. <laughs> no. So what I did is that I, um, like I'm, I'm not. I, I know I should because this is, you know, people in the industry, they do recommend um, to use the strategy. But um, I literally read the book and um, I called my very, very good accountant and I'm seeing him later this week and we will mm-hmm. start actually implementing. Again, just do it. If someone says that you should do it, uh, just do it. And I, I, because I find it very hard in e-commerce because there is so much stock involved yeah. <laughs> I find it a little bit difficult to previous businesses to actually see where things are sitting. So yeah. uh, this I need help with myself. And, yeah, it will be interesting to see what happens, but uh, it's just about taking mm. control over that whole area. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I, I actually, just speaking on profitability, I used to use uh, Helium 10. Oh, sorry, not Helium 10. I, I know Helium 10's got profits. I, wasn't, I haven't really been such a huge fan. I love Helium 10. Yeah. I love all of their products but the um the profits one i'm just a little bit sketchy on i actually really like to use uh, helloprofit.com they did a really good job at sort of showcasing and and um showing you how profitable or not (laughs) i was i was being at times yeah um so that's well worth it as well so awesome um any last tips you know or tactics that uh you know you you might have for for new and existing sellers um <laughs> sorry i'll just put you on the spot sorry about that <laughs> yeah no um i think uh look i mean it works <laughs> i mean yeah. you do hear from people and people that you like they don't know if it does this really work or what is it or it does if you want some it's just like with everything if you mm. want something if you want amazon to work it definitely works I, for me, I think that, I think what people have thought is when I've told them kind of how much money I've spent on um, photos mm-hmm. uh, and what I do <laughs> to mm-hmm. get good photos, like, you know, I'll get a house <laughs> and uh, I'll go out and buy things that I need for photo props. I do anything and I spend a lot of time on that. But I think, I think, honestly, that that is a huge difference, whatever product that you're doing on the Amazon platform. I agree. It's, it's, um, you know, people can say other things, and um, but I think it's like do, do Photoshop and do this and do that. But I think if you can create the best photos on the planet and um, give the person 
a feel like of wanting to have just your products over anyone else's. That's probably yeah, yeah. I would. Say. I couldn't couldn't agree with you more. I think I mean that's been a recurring theme, you know, over the years as I've run this podcast. You know, everybody from Kevin King who once many times, in fact, has famously said that Amazon customers eat with their eyes. And I think yeah. that imagery is totally underrated. And, uh, you know, I've got Anthony Co-Francesco. Uh, he'll be, uh, he's from PicFu. So uh, we'll, we'll be doing a little webinar uh, later in Feb. And I've also got uh, Aaron Hughes from, uh, he's a friend of mine that I met in India. Yeah. And, um, and so he's got a little product photography studio as well that he's set up uh, to, to do that. So he's actually, we'll, we'll be doing a little webinar with him later this week too on the, in the Facebook group. So yeah. actually for anybody who's out there, if yeah. you want to join my group, just head over to the australianseller.com forward slash Facebook uh, so you can get access to those. But um, I've just been countless people. Matt Hodges, again, harping back to Matt. You know, he spends so much time on his product photography for, you know, his kitchen products. So, you know, he's really, really full on about it. And that's such an important part of um, really helping customers to decide when they're on your listing yeah. to convert. Yeah. So Yeah, it's everything. And, that, and, and that's yeah. what you just said. You said people eat with their eyes. And this is what I'm saying. It's a fine dining platform. <laughs> You're just going to do it. You're just going to do it. And, and even now with the... Um, with uh, I think a lot of people are starting doing video content as well. It's the yeah. same thing. So just um, and I've done very non Amazon video content, uh, and I was a bit afraid of that. I'm like, oh gosh, what have I done? I've done a big mistake. But still, maybe because it is so non Amazon, um, there is a way of getting that connection, and you know, mm. making the the your customer kind of think that you know. It's changing. So Amazon is growing clearly and everyone wants to be on there. And if you can maybe give them the feeling of going into a boutique store or something, I mean, why not go for it? Why wouldn't you? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, and video, I honestly have seen, well, I'm experiencing right now almost a double in conversion rates on a product that I'm working on with my brother um, just by adding a video to the listing. Mm. So you know, once, because it's basically a product demo, Really simple product demonstration, just showing off the features and the benefits of the product. Yeah. And there's not even anybody talking on it. It's just captioned. But, yeah, yeah. it's just you know, we've, we've shot up from like, I don't know, 15 sales a day up to about 30 sales a day just, just by doing that in the last couple of weeks. Wow, yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty um, pretty amazing. So, yeah, video is really important. I, I need to probably get a guest on to talk more about video, I think. Yeah, do that. <laughs> <laughs> you got any plans to exit before we sign off? No. No. No, no. keep it forever. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, there will be no exit. Uh, I think it will be, um, I mean, it's, it, it's easy to say, but I think mm -hmm. it would be next, would be Australia. Uh, right. If I could pull it off. Uh, you mean Amazon Australia, yeah? Yeah. Mm. And just, what yeah. What about retail, you know, approaching sort of, I don't know, baby bunting or one of those Australian, you know, baby companies, that retailers? Yeah. Uh, it's just if I'm going to, this is again, and this is I think a lot of people feel this too, that mm. if you're going to do everything, I, I just, I have a full-time mm. job, or, you know, two small children and stuff, mm -hmm. you just can't do it. So you're just going to be very hard on yourself of not getting too carried away. <sighs> carried away. 
and mm. just do what you got to do and uh, uh, maybe a, a next step just move it um into australia and then if you can nail that then maybe you can move it into what it, you and i talked about that a little bit as well maybe you can do europe mm. um right. and uh i mean hopefully things will look very different in a i can't say time frame but sometime in the future and mm. uh, i would be able just to like you know spend 24 7 on just amazon and i guess <laughs> then 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 it's it's time time it, yeah it's yeah. a wonderful feeling actually when you you know when you build your business I mean, for me, I've always been a lifestyle kind of business dude. So I've never really, I mean, I've kind of grown businesses quickly in the beginning mm. and then I've sort of got to a point where I'm really happy with it and then I can start pulling money out so I can, you know, kind of live on it. Yeah. And then I've got all that freedom and that time to, I don't know, podcast and do other things that I really enjoy. So, um, yeah, look, it just depends on how you want to approach life and what you want to do with your business. Yeah. It? So yeah. wonderful, Lynn. Listen. <sighs> I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an awesome chat and you've shared some absolute gems of, uh, of, of some tips today you can't and some thank great me. advice too. You can't thank me because I'm going to have to thank you because you've been absolutely amazing like you have and you are every day. Like you are just the best. So um, you have so much knowledge and um, you're so good at things that I'm not good at. And... <laughs> And easy you, tiger. You, All right, that'll you, do. You, you totally, you totally. Um, uh, I don't know. You just, you know, you chilled. You know what Amazon is about. It's, if something happens, it's not the end of the world. Um, just solve the problem. You know, you're great. So, mm, anyone Thank looking you. for someone to help them through, <laughs> I, I would that. recommend them to get in contact with you. <laughs> very kind. Yeah, um, I just got myself a plug, and I didn't even ask for it or anything. That's very. Real surprise. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm just giggling away here. A bit I'm kind of blushing, actually. Um, awesome. Well, listen, look, seriously, big thanks again. And, um, yeah, let's catch up uh, in the next couple of days and see where, where you're at. Yeah. Good on you, Lena. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much for having me. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you. All links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening.